and I'm all out of bubble. If you want to be a, a wise guy, you can do it anyway. If you want to be a strong man, you can do it anyway. If you want to be an Indian chief, cowboy, you can do it anyway. You can do it in the moment. again at in your head wrestling radio i'm the internet icon the pride of the pilgrims handsome jackie jones the most honest man in all of podcasting that's right so we're live here on a wednesday for inauguration day the proud day for all my fellow americans here uh, we didn't do the show last night because I didn't watch any wrestling. But we're doing it live tonight following AEW Dynamite. You're, tell, you're asking yourself, Jackie Jones, how can I follow the show if you're usually live on Tuesdays and then out of the blue, you're live on Wednesday? Well, I posted it on the Facebook group. And you say, well, Jackie Jones, I know I'm not a member of Facebook. I'm on MeWe. Uh, I am still one of the, the last members of MySpace. I'm on the Friendster. Well, you know what you can do, folks? You subscribe right here to iWatch Wrestling on the YouTube. Then you ask yourself, Jackie Jones, I subscribe. But now I just know when you post a new show. Aha! Well, I have the answer for you, my friend. You click that little icon in the bottom. I don't mean the internet icon, because that's the big icon. I mean the little icon. You hit that little bell icon, and you will get a notification every time the show is live. I'm going to take these glasses off, because you cannot see the reflection of all my screens and what's going on. you got to keep the mystery alive here. Uh, Inter said he was going to join me uh, yesterday, but you can never tell with that with that fellow. He could be off, you know, um, on uh, on secret business, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, just taking a, a poop, but who knows? So anyway, if he's not here, whatever, we're going to uh, go over Dynamite from earlier tonight. 
I'm going to answer all the questions on the Facebook group. Give out the rest of the Royal Rumble numbers. It'll be a good time. It's not going to be a really long show because I have surgery tomorrow. I have a surgery uh, to correct some uh, veins in my leg. They're going to uh, inject them and kill the veins, shut them down. That's it. They did a whole test to make sure these veins weren't important. And in my mind, I was like, well, aren't all veins important? But apparently not. So they don't go anywhere. So it's like the kids just going to shut them down if like, they went to my uh, kicker up here. Then it would be bad times. But so they're not important. going to shut them down. If that doesn't work, the next step is they're going to actually remove the veins with little hooks. It sounded like something right out of Hellraiser. Like the Cenobites are going to come with these hooks. They're going to cut me open and rip out my veins. But hopefully this one works. This one, instead of ripping them out, they just take a... Uh, uh, they inject them, and then, like, they close up and die. more I think about I don't know about this. Maybe it's just some crazy quack. Anyway, forget all that. We're going over AEW Dynamite for January 20th, 2021, folks. 2021, crazy. Who knew uh, the world would would, would have – well, everyone knew, I guess, it would – but who knew 2021 seems so in the future when I was a child, uh, brother. But anyway, let's go. I'm sure some of your birth dates seemed in the future to me as a child because I'm old. Speaking of being old, uh, in a month from yesterday, 21, 29 days from today, I turned 45. 45, that's a milestone. You only turned 45 once. 45 years old, 45 years young. You want to celebrate with Jack? How do you do it? Send me gifts. Send Jack gifts. Send it to uh, care of Neil Jones. That is some J. Brome. Neil Jones, 2 Campbell Street, Sandwich, Massachusetts, or MA is short for Mass, 02563. And I will open them here live on In Your Head. Just uh, make put put underneath the uh, Neil Jones, uh, uh, Jack's birthday. Just so I know, open them live here on the show. Boom, shakalaka! All right, so right off the bat, I'm going to tell you folks, I'm a huge AEW fan. I think all of you know that. You know that I am an AEW fan. Mark, Mark has this negative uh, vibe to it. It's like, I ah, are a mark. But I'm a fan of AEW. I'm a fan of, of Dynamite. Last week in the Headies, I picked the – and they swept in the Headies, so I, uh, most of the Headyverse agrees with me. Um, they made me – they reinvigorated my fandom in wrestling. Why am I saying this again? You're like, Jack, you said all this last week. To put this into perspective. Uh, all right, so you know going in, I'm an AEW fan, and I am a Dynamite fan. And this – is what made me a, f a fan of wrestling again. I was really, you know, I stopped watching uh, Impact. I stopped watching WWE earlier this year. But in, but uh, Dynamite, AEW's kept me going. So all that said, I thought this was not a good show. So I'm just putting that out there. Did not think this was a good show. All right. So we opened with uh, the Dark Order. I'll, I'll admit there was some funny stuff in here. Uh, Johnny Hungry, 
I don't know. Uh, uh, he's, sometimes I think, well, maybe I was wrong. Maybe this guy is funny. He is funny. But he's also, do I want to see him so much? I'm not sure. Do I think he can be a, 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 a star for them? Yes, because he does have a big following. Is he? Am I sold on it? No, I am not. And it pains me to say this because, all right, and I don't want to be people say, Jack, you're you're an asshole. You're a mean bastard. You, you're what the hell are you talking about? But I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say this. When they did the the Brody Lee tribute, I thought it was one of the most uh, touching episodes of any wrestling show I've ever watched. I thought it was uh, incredibly emotional, and I got physically mad at people who said anything uh, negative about you know, using Brody's son, anything like that. Fair game for that show. Do whatever you want. Very fitting, very touching, very emotional. I teared up. I thought it was great for the company, for them as people. That being said, Brody Lee's son should not be a regular uh, character on the show. I'm not going to go on a rant and trash him or anything, but it's, it's, it's not, it does not make the show good. I'm sorry. One time, fantastic, a great memory, show highlights of that. Uh, maybe it could pop up again down the future for like a, a brief appearance of, of something. I know it was his birthday three days ago. Maybe they could have put this on, on their uh, YouTube, put it on dark. This was on their main show. I'm sorry. It was uh, uh, not good. Uh, very childish. Uh, Dr. Luther. I tried to give this guy a shot too, but he is he is not ready for prime time. This guy, I'm I'm give him a job, cool. He is not good. Not a good this first time I really heard him do a promo, not a good talker. Uh totally washed up as a wrestler. Possibly borderline the worst guy on the roster in the ring. Um there might be some people that are definitely greener. And like I, I'm not a big fan of Swole, but the built-in excuse is she's very green. This guy's as a veteran, and he just shouldn't be in the ring. And not only is he a veteran who's who's washed up, he's a veteran that that I I don't have the the faintest clue who he is, and I I don't think many people do. So I'm um, so I'm sorry he should not be on the show. Uh, his interaction with the kid was like embarrassing. This was this should not have been the show. Um, so I don't want to like totally trash his stuff, but uh, so. Because I, I know it was it was from a good place that they had him on there, but come on. Uh, so Dark Order uh, versus uh, Chaos Theory, and uh, what's the team H two? H the, the team that other team is weird because I actually really like um, um, the team. What is it? I forget the name of the, the guy's name. The high flying guy. I've actually had him on the show. A really cool guy and 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 Helico. Um, and for a long time, they really didn't use them at all. Then they started to give them a little push, and they, they really shined, I thought, um, when they had them have a really long match with uh, somebody recently. But then they kind of back to just being kind of like a job team. Really, um, it's really weird with the push there. It's, it's kind of starting. It's like one week they're kind of something, and the next week they're not. I, I don't know. But uh, the match itself was fun. Uh, it was a fun match. I think if you didn't have all the, the goofiness at the beginning, I probably just would enjoy it as a match. Awesome dive by uh, Hangman when he came out. I'm not a giant dive guy, but when they're done good, great. This was awesome. 
fairly big dude comes out and does the just run and dives on. Sometimes those big dives when they dive on everybody looks very contrived. This one didn't. Came flying out, jumped on him. Um, uh, Mitten, uh, Jason Mitten's like man crush. His uh, WCW is well, that's like woman crush. His MCW's man crush, not just Wednesday though, every day. Uh, um, I forget, what is this guy's name? John Silver. Um, so he's out there and he's uh, you know he's he's really putting Adam Page over, saying you know you got to join the team. Uh, it was kind of funny when they had the stuff come down saying he said yes when he after he said no, but uh, I don't know this this didn't really work for me. Um, too too comedic. John Silver's a funny guy. Um, what do you do with uh, the Dark Order now? Are they just a comedy act now? Uh, they're funny. It's hard to have Miss Heels after uh, Brody Lee passes away. Do you run with them as baby faces? I don't know what you. I don't know what the answer is, but I, this isn't the answer for me. Uh, I, I didn't care like this. Uh, Sting and Darby Allen came out. Uh, this, this was fine. I liked. I liked the Darby Allen and Sting um, pairing. I think uh, Sting obviously is a huge uh, the I- icon. Sting and uh, and Darby Allen. I've been a fan of uh, for a long time, and. Uh, uh, he was a guy I didn't even know um, on the on the first show, and he had that great match with Cody, and I was like, "Wow, there's something here." And then um, he can uh, continue to impress me. I, I love the whole pa- the whole uh, package. I, I think he's a great in ring wrestler. Um, his all his moves look really cool. He's a very small guy, but um, I don't think it takes away. Honestly, he's got a cool look, lots of charisma. Uh, not bad on the mic. Uh, not not even probably need some work there, but. Um, yeah, I like this pairing. I think he's got a lot of star appeal to him. Uh, Taz interrupts, and uh, basically, I think it's going to be like a, a lead-up to a street fight match. Maybe this will be the cinematic match with Sting. Uh, they'll do like a street fight um, with Darby Allen and uh, and Team Taz and Sting and maybe somebody. So I, I'm into this. I like this. This is one of the better things on the show to me. Um, they went to a Don, uh, Don um, Callis interview with uh, the Young Bucks, like at, uh, I guess it was at Kenny's house. Um, at the start, I was like, I, I love the oil painting of, um, Kenny Omega and Don Callis. I thought that was, that was good stuff. That was hilarious. That was very funny. Um, but then I just thought it went on way, way too long. You got the gist of it immediately. And, um, the young bucks, like there's little things like, so he goes to pay him off and they should just be mad. That he's trying to pay that. He's trying to pay him off. Like, Hey, uh, just take this money uh, and forget about your friend. And they did mention that. That's what the angle should be. But they looked at it and they were like, we made more than this last week. Total heel line. Uh, you know, people aren't don't want to cheer for someone bragging about how much money they made. Um, and then it just went on and on and on. Uh, it was, uh, well, I didn't think it was good. And I'm a big fan of Don Callis. I've been loving the Don Callis, uh, Kenny Omega stuff. But uh, it just went on too long. I thought. Um, speaking of too long, this next match. Um, so uh, pretty Peter Avalon, who I'm just gonna say he's the the poor man's Rick Rude, very poor man's, like the uh, the homeless man's Rick Rude, uh, comes out. Uh, I, I'm totally fine with this gimmick if he's like a comedy underneath guy. That's totally fine. Um, so he wrestles uh, Cody, and this is uh, uh, an issue with with the Cody matches. 
I mentioned the Darby Allen match where that really put Darby on the map. And the same thing with um, guy who fought Moxie for the title not too long ago, put him on the map in, in AEW right away. His debut match. But the problem is you can't do that with everybody. Cody can't have these like epic matches with every single guy he, he wrestles because then it, it, um, it becomes now, if he did that out of the, when he does that out of the blue, it's great. Cause like, wow, this guy really has some, but if every single match Cody has the, the fairly unknown guy almost wins and, and brings them, you know, to a long match, it's no longer, wow, this guy really has something. He's, he brought Cody to the limit. It's wow. Cody can barely beat anybody. And uh, that's that's what uh, this is to me. Just way too long. Uh, technically fine. Nothing wrong with, with the actual match, except for the finish. Because they have this goofy comedy finish in a Cody Rhodes match. And Cody's stuff is always uh, really serious. One of my favorite guys. And so, um, uh, I, I mean, in theory, it's funny that he taps out instead of gets slapped. So he has, Cody has him in the figure four. And he goes to slap him in the face. And he taps out because he doesn't want to, they didn't really put it over very well, but the idea was um, he didn't want to get slapped in the face because he's pretty, so he taps out instead. That's funny for a underneath for like a, a low end job guy. I'd be totally into that gimmick, but you can't use that in a match with Cody Rhodes, like one of your main perennial main main event guys, and plus, like your main event guy has this job dude in in the figure four and the only reason he taps is because he doesn't get slapped in the face he doesn't tap out just because his because the figure four hurts i thought this was uh poor very poor um another thing i was really uh dumbfounded by because i don't i've never heard of this guy i missed the very the opening where they announced them uh camarado this huge caveman looking dude I thought, and I'm not someone who's just obsessed with, you know, giant guys. Like, I think Brian Cage is not good. But um, this guy looks awesome. And maybe he's got something. I don't know. But it's uh, very bizarre that you would take this guy who definitely has a look, a unique look, giant dude. Um, looks like he's probably green. I, I didn't see enough of him to really have that much of uh, an opinion. But besides, it looks cool and um, – Hey, he definitely has a look and uh, like a presence about him and looked like he's athletic for a big dude. Probably needs some, you know, uh, technical work. But uh, but to debut him against John Moxley and then Moxley beats him with the sleeper. I don't I just don't I'm perplexed. I mean, if it's just a one shot and you never see the guy again, I guess. But um, if if you've signed him or you pl have any plans on with him, I don't know why on earth you would do this. Uh, for his uh, first time, first appearance on the show makes no sense to me. So, um, technically, I was fine, but I don't get it. Like a, a cold match, you never heard of the guy. He comes out, he wrestles John Moxley's and but Moxley's return. Moxley could have, he should have fought pretty Paul, pretty whatever, pretty Peter, and just beat him, you know, instantly. It's his return match. You should just beat a guy quick. And uh, I don't understand, a, you know, your first appearance, this guy that could potentially be something and he loses, he loses, he just gets knocked out with, with the sleeper hold. I don't, I don't get it. Very, very strange. Technically, the match was fine. I'd like to see more of this guy, but you have automatically taken him down uh, uh, lots, of not, uh, lots of steps from just having him uh, just lose instantly. I, don't, I didn't get it. Um, 
And then we had uh, Kenny and Don backstage. Um, Don's got his face all his eye all messed up from uh, from the Young Bucks stuff. So Kenny's mad about that. I like Kenny's shirt, by the way. Oh, uh, this was all right. This was fine. It was better than than the other one. I thought. Um, private party and and uh, Matt Hardy versus Seidel and uh, Top Flight. My light just fell down. This happens a lot with this one. Hmm. Just that one. It's not sticky enough. Put it like that. What's that do? Nothing. Probably none of them do anything. Ah, we'll sleep. Alright, so uh, Private Party and Matt Hardy versus uh, Matt Seidel and Top Flight. So this is another problem for me with um, with uh, the TNA and Impact uh, connection. Um, I don't watch Impact. I gave it a shot. I just it's not for me. I don't want to trash the company just because it's cool to have people a place where people can work and everything. Um, just the no crowd really just uh, kills it for me. Um, so apparently, uh, Private Party. Won, I think it was Private Party. Yeah, Private Party won a match on Impact, where they're the now the number one tag uh, contenders for the Impact titles. Uh, I guess it was on um, Impact, or maybe it was on their pay per view. I don't know, because this is the issue. I don't want to follow Impact every week. So to keep, I, I really only watch AEW. So. To keep um, – this was a problem when WWE added so many shows because I felt like to follow the uh, company, I had to watch like 10 hours of television, and I'm not going to do that. So I didn't watch a lot of, uh, a lot of the, the promotion. Granted, a lot of, a lot of uh, their stuff didn't cross over. So you didn't have to watch 205 Live or even NXT. To, to, well, in a way you do because when the guys come up, a lot of times they don't do a very good job of explaining who they are. They just – you they assume you know him from N- from NXT. Um so this it's like, like they kind of say it but they don't explain it enough for me to really know exactly what happened. So I don't want to uh devote another 2 hours a week to impact. So if you're going to have uh storylines that that uh cross over impact and AEW you have to realize not everyone's going to watch Impact. So you have to explain it on the show. You could do it really easy with a video package, um, like a, even a minute, a minute video package, knock a minute off a pretty, pretty Pete's match and show um, just what happened on um, Impact. This also might entice me to watch Impact when might entice other people to watch Impact, otherwise, other than just briefly mentioning it. Um. I don't know. So anyway, so apparently they want, I have no idea what the storyline is there. Uh, I mean, this was fine. Uh, kind of slot. There was a lot of sloppy wrestling on the show. I thought, um, Mark Quinn did this really dumb looking kind of, it kind of reminded me of like old art, uh, run killing stuff where he would do f- like a backflip for no reason. And then like hit a guy. I always thought that kind of stuff. So he did like a couple flips or like something and then he kicked them. It looked very dumb. Um, another guy, he hit a very cool move, but he almost missed it. It was, yeah, it was fine. Uh, Isaiah, uh, used the chair. So it's set up now their, their heels. So in a way I kind of like that because they started the mat and, and private party, uh, unit by automatically teasing they were going to break up. 
which just made private party look kind of dumb and like made you realize they're just putting them together to break them up. But I guess maybe they're going to reverse that and tease the breakup and they actually get together. But if you do that, you can't have it that Matt's like stealing their money. So it's, it is, it is flawed uh, in many ways. I mean, honestly, they should have just put them together and then eventually comes out that he's, you know, stealing their money. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, I don't, I'm, I, I want really want to like Matt. I did like the one match he had, the, and I'm not really big on the on the wacky thing, those wacky matches. But I did like the the one they did on the, the latest pay per view. That one worked for me. But he has like he's caught. He, this is like the third, third or fourth like character he's had since he's been in in AW. Came in, you know, as the 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 broken guy, and then he became something. And now he's now he's like this uh, sleazy agent, Matt Hardy. It's just strange the guy's like one week from just one week he totally reinvents himself and he's a guy that's been around for you know 30 years or 20 years uh i don't know it's kind of a mess uh mgf and the inner circle backstage this was this was fine um talking about their match so the idea of the match is um they have the three different teams in inner circle they're all going to do a match and then one of them will be the official team that they push to go for the tag belts uh penelope ford versus uh layla hirsch i'm a layla hirsch fan penelope ford actually has a lot of charisma too layla hirsch a great uh wrestler very stocked she's like the female tag like the old school test um i like her a lot i think you could do something with her uh she probably needs like um something a manager or something um Kip Sabian, Miro, and and the Butler Charles Taylor. Uh, that that worked for me. It's it's silly comedy, but I find I actually found that funny. I, I do like uh, Chuck Taylor as the uh, as the Butler for Miro. That worked for me. Um, uh, I was I I think I was making tea or something, so I didn't really watch a match. I'll be honest, but um, I don't know. Uh, I got a kick out of the stuff at, at the end though, at the promo after. It was comedy for me that worked. So. Uh, nothing really bad to say about that. I mean, it's not like the greatest thing. I think uh, you could do a lot better with Miro than what they're doing. But uh, as a segment, I liked it. I thought it was fun. Um, so I think then Orange Cassidy came out. I stopped taking notes. So they're, you know, saying that's a breakup of the best friends. Uh, so then we had the main event. I mean, I was like uh, – Chris Jericho, I like all these guys in the in the uh, inner circle. Um, a little sloppy the match itself, but um, MJF won, kind of cheating, but yeah, I, I worked it. Uh, Gogo thought the highlight of the show was the Bucks and Don. Ka- I didn't like it. I, I thought it was bad. It went on, I thought, way too long. And I'm a big fan of uh, Don Callis, but uh, I like the Bucks as wrestlers. I'm not, um, I don't know how, what I think of them as, uh, personalities outside of that though. But uh, yeah, I thought this was one of the weaker, um, the weaker episodes of Dynamite. And I'm a big fan. Um, I like, I like comedy wrestling. I thought it was too much of it. It was all over the show. Um, I don't want to harp on the, on the kid being on the show. Cause I, I mean, obviously everyone agrees that's uh something you know they're doing the right thing and everything but 
it it doesn't make for good television i think after the first one was great but after that like i said i don't want to be here and brag on them but anyway i mean it's just one episode it's just wrestling kids not the end of the world but it wasn't a great show all right so we're going to go over these questions and uh people who send in questions will get themselves a royal rumble number Doug Barrett in the 2000 Royal Rumble, who are five wrestlers who tried to join the Rumble, but they didn't have a number. I assume he thinks this is trivia and it's not. So I don't know. I think eight ball and um, Butch, Butch, Bushwhacker, Butch and um, Juventud Guerrero, maybe. And um, Paul Orndorff and Highlander too. I think. So Doug Barrett. Get yourself number 10, Doug Barrett. I don't want to rag on this man. That's probably a good question. A good trivia. It's good trivia. I just, I just was not prepared for trivia. David Matheny in the, the 2016 in your head, Royal rumble. He was the winner and he would like another shot. Uh, quick and to the point, David Matheny, big day. Number 14. You can also zoom in tonight. Uh, IYTwrestling.com slash zoom. Get yourself a number. I'm not going to be on real late. I've got uh, leg surgery in the morning. Uh, let's see. Brian Matthew Clutter. Does he have a number already? I don't think so. Uh, okay. What's the best Mega Man game on NES? Ah, the original. That question might have been uh, proposed to somebody else on the show, but he's, uh, I don't know what he's doing. 22, Brian Matthew Clutter. All right, Joseph Fargiorio. What would be a good merchandise idea for the Boogeyman Care? That's a really interesting uh, question because um, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but um, I've had an idea. Uh, for the boogeyman character back when back when he was all the rage you know all all the kids were talking about the boogeyman he was a top merchandise seller you know everyone's like boogeyman this boogeyman that it was you know people thought you know after the austin era what who's the next big star and for a long time before cena came around they, people thought it was going to be the boogeyman era and so uh a thing he was known for was eat was eating worms real live worms folks real live worms he would eat them grab them ah night crawlers so how do you merchandise that for kids you think ah, i put some worms on a shirt everyone's got t-shirts folks sell gummy worms bags of sacks of gummy worms boogeyman sacks of gummy worms they look like the burlap sack that he had reach in there the kids are going, ah, eating the gummy worms brilliant why do they do it? Well, the gummy worms are fucking great, but they love the boogeyman. And then you've got to tell all your camera people, zoom in whenever you see the kids eating the gummy worms. So boogeyman comes out, all the kids, they're thinking they're boogeyman eating the gummy worms. You start panning the, the crowd, showing all these kids. They get home, like, hey, Steve, Stevie, look, I was on the TV last night eating the worms. I go, oh, fuck, man. My daddy wouldn't bring me to the wrestling, you son of a bitch. And so, like, they're the talk of the town. They're, they're you know, their classmates are living it up. They're like, whoa, did you see Stevie on the TV? God damn. He's the man. 
So you put Boogeyman out in the first hour. Kids go, oh, are you Boogeyman? $10, bam. They're like, mommy! Because uh, now they're gone because the T-shirt, you have it, you got it for, for life. Or at least till you outgrow it. Gummy worms, you eat them. Mommy, I got it. I got it. Like, ah, fuck. So she goes over, buys another bag of gummy worms, another 10 bucks. Hour two, another boogeyman segment. The kids eating them up. Bam, all over TV. No gummy worms again. Hour three, main event time. Of course, boogeyman's in it. Boom, another ten dollars. Then you're going home, and the kids are mommy. I ain't got no more. And she's like, God damn it. Boom. Gotta buy him another bag of gummy boogeyman gummy worms to bring home. Then so that's forty dollars. Then you're at home. Some of the other kids that you know, what if I live in, you know, some place wrestling doesn't go. I live in Newark. I'm sure wrestling goes to Newark, but I live in, I live in, you know, some fucking dump. There ain't no wrestling coming here. So you're sitting in your room crying. Your uncle's Pete. He's like, God damn little Billy. What's wrong with that boy? His parents are like, out there wrestling. It never comes around here. Like, well, God damn it. Watch it on the TV. You got the talking box. Like, well, he does, he does, but he really loves that that boogeyman, and he really wants to be one of them there kids who eats the worm. They're eating the fucking worms. What the hell? I thought he'd done outgrowing that. No, no, I don't mean the fishing worms. I'm in the worms like that like that man does on the TV. He's like, well, I'll go get him some more. No, no, Uncle Bobby, not worms. He needs a gummy worms. They sell them on the shop zone on the internet. And he's like, whoa. I fell into some money. I won the lottery. I'm going to buy a little Pete some gummy worms. He goes on the internet, goes to the shop zone. He orders a dozen packs of gummy worms to make little Petey happy. Little Petey for the next Three months, he's watching Raw, eating gummy worms. Bam. Good Lord, look at all this money. Boogeyman gummy worms, folks. Gold mine. Anastasio Theodosia says, good luck, bro. Gogo says, it's not a new character for Matt. Big money. Well, okay, look. He's saying big Matt, big money Matt Hardy gimmick debuted at Impact. I don't fucking watch Impact. And most people watching the show don't. I can't just go and, and you can't you can't just assume everyone watching your show and knows everything that's ever happened in wrestling. I watch wrestling religiously for a long time, but I don't even know this. You can't just assume everyone knows anything. And it is a totally different gimmick that he's been on the show. He's like three or four different gimmicks already. It's too many gimmicks for one guy, and not even he's not even been in the company year. Too much. Who the hell gets this number? Joseph Fargio Garanio gets number 11. That was a good question. But I got to uh, tell my uh, boogeyman story. It's been uh, in my head for a while. I wanted, to, I wanted a place to put it out there. 
Mike Bessler, what do you really think of the PS2 version of Fire Pro Wrestling Returns? Hot damn. That's one hell of a game. And put that right up there with um, Tag Team Wrestling. Good stuff. God damn. Mike Bessler, number 20. Mike Bessler from the PWI Pro Wrestling Illustrated. By the way, join facebook.com slash group slash IYH Wrestling. Kevin Paralysis wants to know who better than Canyon? Nobody, I say. Not a soul. 24 for Kevin Paralysis. Kevin Paralysis. It's a good name. Good wrestling gimmick. Tony Gonzalez, do you think there will be another return this year like Edge did last year? Um, I would say no since there's no crowd, but what do I know? Um, who would you bring out? Who's left? Who's left that can return? CM Punk? Do they put out the big money? Maybe. Maybe they put out the big money for Punk. I, I would not bring back Punk without a crowd, though. I wouldn't bring back anyone really big without a crowd. Uh, Tony Gonzalez, 19. Tony Gonzalez. He's a good man. Bruce Briscoe, why does AEW have so many angles that go nowhere? Example, Ambrose knocked out backstage Spears and his glove and Shaq. Um, I think they, um, it's unfortunate because it is, it is a problem. I think some of this stuff, well, I think the Shaq one, uh, the uh, Brandy probably getting pregnant probably uh, had changed how they were going to do that. But I don't, I don't know that Shaq stuff. If they didn't have like him booked to do a match or something, I don't know why you would even bring, bring him up. Uh, the Spears stuff is weird because Spears uh, it seemed like they were going somewhere a few different times with him, but it never, it never happened. Uh, anyway, Bruce Briscoe, number 16. Bruce Briscoe. Is he related to uh, the Briscoes? Is Randy Orton the best thing going right now in Raw? If so, I don't know. But um, the stuff I see makes me not want to watch Raw. So what do I know? Uh, was anyone else thinking Asuka was receiving the fireball treatment too, Daniel Sykes? Probably. I have no idea. I didn't watch it. I should probably not host this show. I don't, I don't watch this stuff. Daniel Sykes, uh, number five. I know Al Oob's out there. He's like, oh, he's saying he's quitting the show again. Uh, I mean, I enjoy doing the show, but I don't watch uh, a lot of wrestling. So I uh, don't know if it's really working anymore. I enjoy it. I know the people here in the chat enjoy the show, but uh, I feel weird hosting the show and not uh, watching anything. And I don't really want to watch it. So uh, Vic Schiavone. Do you think Vince pulled the plug on the Adam Pierce match at Whitey? Oh, do you think? Um, oh, do I think? Well, yeah, because um, Adam Pierce was going to fight um, Roman Reigns at the Rumble, which I was actually interested in because I'm an Adam Pierce uh, fan, Scrap Iron. But you would have to think the majority of the fans. But I don't know, because I would say the majority of the fans don't want to see that. But at the same time, from understanding, he's been a, an established character, so they probably did want to see him get, him get his ass kicked. And it's something you haven't seen. Plus, the Rumble itself is really sold, not to really buy pay-per-view, but the 
the thing is really sold on the rumble itself and not like a match. So um, I would have kept it on there. I don't know. the. I don't know why you tease something and then you don't deliver it. Vic Schiavone, number six. Vic Schiavone. All right. Now I'm going to go to uh, the AMA question. All right. AMA. AMA. This one, I like this. Um, Tyler Stevens did a uh, It's Me, Incher, Al Ulb, and, uh, and Lexar walking down the tracks from um, Lean on Me. Stand by me. AJA, ask Jack anything. Tyler Stevens, I believe he has a, a number. Yeah. Uh, have you ever had to tell a lie? Well, um, I, I would, I, it would be a dilemma because I'm the most honest man in all of podcasting. But if, if, if it came down where I had to save a loved one or something, I would, but I think telling one solitary lie to save, uh, someone's life or the world would still keep me as the most honest man in all podcasting. Stephen Butler, have you ever ventured into Ben Affleck's and Matt Damon's neighborhood in Boston? Uh, I don't really know where they're from in Boston. So, I mean, it's possible. I just don't know. Uh, Tyler Stevens, do you enjoy a nice cottage roll? I don't know what that is. I tried as long as it didn't come out of someone's ass like that uh, coffee Jason sent me. Part of me wants to try it, but I really don't want to drink something that came out of an animal's asshole. I mean, call me weird, but do you guys, guys, girls out there, do you want to really drink a cup of coffee that came out of an animal's asshole? Um, Al Ulb, do you think the reason Incher got so many votes for Heal of the Year and why the fans are turning on him is because he's a part-timer now? Nah, I mean, I honestly think he's more popular than me. I think they just like to get a rise out of uh, the inch man. Did Al Wolf get a number? I don't think so. Oh, yeah, he's getting number 13. Dorian Doc Patel, have you learned any new skills with all these construction videos on the Facebook page? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, spam bots. And I don't get it because, like, they put these videos that, you know, how to make, like, a table and shit. Like, what's the, what's the benefit of that? I mean, it doesn't even sell anything. Like, I can't imagine anyone's clicking it and they're making money. I don't get it. Dobbs Dean Maya, have you any idea? Oh, Dorian Dark Patel, does he have a number? I don't think so. Dorian Dark Patel. Number 17. There's only one number left. I know what it is, and you playing at home will know what it is too. But we'll keep it here for the next person who's not does not have one. Dobbs Dean my I know he's got one. Have you any idea what time it is? Well, it looks like to me it's 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 Vader time. Bruce Briscoe. I think I already gave him one earlier tonight, right? Uh, do you think Sting is really that big, great as a wrestler? Icon considered his best years for hiding uh, in the rafters. I don't think it matters what his best 
I don't know if that's really his best years. I think his best in-ring stuff um, was in the late 80s and the early 90s. A lot of people don't like the early 90s uh, WCW. Match-wise, I think they had some They had some stuff in the lower card, not great, but the uh, high-end stuff was fantastic. Uh, Sting versus Vader, great stuff. Um, uh, Sting versus Regal, uh, all, all that era Sting is great. His most famous role, where he was the most over, was in the rafters. But that, does that make him uh, not that good? No, I, I don't think it matters. I think it's kind of impressive to, to have a big run without uh, without um, having to wrestle. I think he's kind of gets he gets the shaft. Like people consider him like just this bum. I think I don't, I don't know why. I mean, do I think he's like the all time great? Like no, but I think he's like you know a tier low tier under those guys. But I mean, look look at the longevity. He's been around for forty years, um, or almost forty years, four decades, seven or eighties, nineties, teens, twenties. Bruce Briscoe, uh, Laquan Vanderpool Higgins. What's up with wrestling fans hating pregnant women? Weird. No, we need intro. I think intro likes the the pregnant uh, cleavage or pregnant boobs, but he just hates the the life that is inside. Nikia Callahan, what's my favorite cheese? It's an interesting question. Favorite cheese. Well, I like mozzarella and pizza, but by itself. Cheddar's good. I eat a lot of feta cheese and salads. I'm going to say feta for the moment. Favorite Seth Rogen film. Super bad. Favorite WCW moment. Um, Scott Hall walking. I mean, might not be my favorite I thought about, but Scott Hall walking on the crowd. Uh, that was pretty awesome. Favorite Royal Rumble moment? Uh, that whole the whole one where uh, the '92 one where Flair won. Favorite uh, match of The Rock? Honestly, The Rock versus Hogan at that WrestleMania. Favorite memory of the 1990s? Uh, graduating in 1994. Favorite film of all time? Goodfellas. Favorite subject in school? Math. Favorite city in the USA or other than your hometown? Hmm. I've had a lot of fun in Chicago. I've had a lot of fun in Boston. Although Boston, everything closes early. I've had probably more fun in Boston because I've been there more often. Um, Atlanta, I remember Charlotte's nice. Um, again, it's just because I have a lot of memories there. Uh, I really like LA. I, uh, it's got its issues, but I like LA. Uh, favorite in your head interview. Hmm. Uh, Terry Funk. If I had to just pick one, it's hard to pick one, but I'm going to go with, uh, Terry Funk. Huge fan of Terry Funk. Uh, it was, uh, really, I thought, um, it made me feel, I think the JJ Dillon interview is what made me think I was good at doing interviews or diluted. No, I think I'm going to. So, uh, but it's not necessarily my favorite, but I think it's up there. It's really good. Um, but that was one I thought, like, oh, this is something we could do. 
But the Terry Funk was just my personal favorite. It was in the first year, um, getting Funk on the show, the Duckman call, me thinking like this is the end of the show when Duckman called. Uh, and then it turned out very I, – I really liked it. I, I honestly think our interviews with Terry Funk and Paul Bear are up there with anyone's because I've heard a lot of Terry Funk interviews where they really focus on being serious, and that's, that's great. He can be serious. But he's also very funny and, and is not against being silly. And I, in my opinion, the In Your Head interviews with Terry Funk are top notch, just as good or better than any Terry Funk interview because uh, they cover both uh, serious Terry Funk and the business and also fun Terry Funk. And to me, it's, it's kind of what In Your Head's about. There's like, there, there is even though some weeks maybe you don't see it. I think there is some, a lot of substance to the show, but there's also a lot of, you know, just silliness and name silliness. And uh, so I think he really fits into the show. So there you go. So we got one uh, letter, one number left. We're going to give this to my co-host on Without Your Head, Trista Robinson. She gets number 26, Treacherous Trista. Um, so if you've not watched, uh, and if people want, uh, other numbers, we'll, we'll pair them up with people. Just let me know in the Facebook group and you can play along while we're watching the rumble. It's always makes it fun. Cause then you, you know, you, whoever you get. So, and if you haven't watched uh, without your head, since we got into video, that's on without your head.com and on YouTube slash, uh, without your head. And that's uh, me, terrible Troy, who is, uh, one of the co-founders, me, Troy and, uh, Inchman. Uh, Intra left the show in 2011, I think. Uh, Annabelle took over for, I think, six or seven years. And then it was just me and Troy for a while. And uh, now we have the third member, Treacherous Trista, a friend who I met um, on a film. She's the lead. I had a small part in it, and we stayed in touch. Uh, she's an actress out in L.A., and it's been a great time. And she's also a wrestling fan, so she's going to be coming on this show Um I think probably when season three starts of Dark Side of the Ring, because she binge-watched uh, both seasons and really liked them. So I think uh, we'll get her on maybe as a segment, or maybe she'll guest co-host. We'll, find, we'll figure it out, but it'll be fun. It'll be fun. All right. Parmesan from Vic Schiavone. Can't get away from par- Parmesan. It's good, too. Gogo 13, Jason X from the In Your Head message board is a fan of Fire Pro Wrestling Returns. Well, excellent. Uh, Steven Butler says, Kyantai, choppy, choppy, pee-pee. Exactly. And Hoosier Highway says, uh, Fermunda. It's not, I think, I think, um, it's not too many cheeses I dislike. I, there is a major cheese that I don't like. I'm not a fan of Swiss cheese. I'll eat it on certain things, but by itself, not a fan. It's got an off-putting taste I don't like. But, I mean, I like blue cheese and Parmesan, all the cheddars, Longhorn. You're getting, there's not too many cheeses I don't like, folks. All right. Well, that's going to be it for this week. I've got um, tomorrow I have a surgery to fix these uh, alien veins in my leg. So I've got – guess it's what five years ago now i had uh 14 inches of my colon removed right i turned 40 so yeah five years ago um almost five years ago i had uh everyone knows the story but real quick 
uh, diverticulitis, uh, the colon perforated. So I was filling with toxins. I was dying. I had emergency sur uh, surgery, moved 14 inches of colon. Uh, you know, months in, uh, in and out of the hospital, rehab. And then uh, where was I going with this? Why was I even talking about it? Oh, surgery. Uh, so from there, uh, the left side was weaker, which I didn't talk about a lot of the time later on I did. Um, so when I was in rehab, I had to, it was, I want to say similar to someone has a stroke where you have to learn to use the left side again, but a much milder version. So I don't want to put it over that. Like I overcame a stroke, but I had, uh, I had to learn to compensate because the left side was weaker. So uh, things like walking up, walking up and down steps up, Right to heaven, left. Uh, so, not right to heaven. Uh, so you get, when you go up a step, steps or up a hill, up, always lead with your strong foot. When you're going down, always lead with your weak foot. There's a little thing I had to learn. But anyway, I'm fine now. But um, so left side from the surgery and um, the trauma from the from uh, the colon and everything. Uh, my left side got weaker. Also, part of that was um, I got varicose veins on the left leg um, because of that, which I didn't notice for a long time until I started to lose weight and uh, walk a lot, and then my legs started to get uh, more toned. And so then I noticed um, like crazy veins on the one leg. And uh, so anyway – Got it checked out. They're not hurting or anything, but they can lead to other things down the road. So it's best to get them taken care of. Uh, my insurance is going to cover it. So that's a good thing. And uh, so I did some tests to make sure, like I said earlier, they, they're not uh, veins that are important, which I would think all veins are, but apparently not. And so um, they're going to uh, inject them and close them down. And if that doesn't work, they're going to go in and remove them with uh, with little hooks. Right now, I'm wearing a compression. Well, I'm not at the moment, but uh, every day I wear compression socks during the day. And uh, yeah. So if you've seen pictures where on one leg, I'll have like a big long sock, like a like in the summertime when I'm walking, uh, one leg of like uh, one leg of like a tie dye or a pineapple. It's because uh, I wear a compression sleeve uh to cover part of it's to cover the leg and also it helps the circulation but anyway we're going to uh get them fixed tomorrow um it's supposed to take about an hour he said should be fine there are cases where people you know are in pain afterwards but most people aren't but it's possible so i might take some painkillers we'll see but uh <coughs> excuse me hopefully it's all fine. I'm trying to find a picture on my Facebook of it. If uh, people really would like to see. I don't know why you really want to, I guess. But here we go. We'll show you fine folks. All right. So see, here's a leg. Here's the veins up here. They're kind of crazy. And then here's a... See, this leg's totally fine. My right leg, this isn't a mirror, so it's a mirror image. Uh, my right leg's totally fine, and then my left leg has all these crazy uh, giant veins. Looks like an alien leg, I like to say. But anyway, we're going to get that taken care of is the plan. 
All right. So, uh, Jack, uh, Jack and Intra should be back next week. Where do you get compression socks from? My wife needs them, and I got her some from Duluth Trading Company. Um, I got my, I got a, a pack on Amazon, uh, pretty good deal. Cause I, you have to get the, um, you should wear the, uh, medical grade ones. And then these recent ones I just got, they had a, uh, after, uh, like the clearance sale. So I got, a uh, this last pack I got, I actually just got them yesterday. It was, um, it was, uh, right after Christmas. It took a while to get because of COVID with mail, but but anyway, I got, um, what was it trying? Oh, so it was like a grab bag. Um, you got seven. You couldn't pick which, what kind you got, like what color. Um, cause they're just like cleaning out their last year's inventory. But, uh, I got a lot of cool ones. Like if you like silly stuff like me, it was good. Like one has, one has pineapples. Um, but these are whole socks. Cause I started, I went, I used to just wear the sleeve, but now they told me it's better to wear the whole socks from the toes up to your knee. So you don't have your foot open. Um, but anyway, a lot of cool ones. The sleeves, I got at a place called Sleefs, S-L-E-E-F-S, if uh, you want the sleeves. Uh, so wear some of my arms because they're good for uh, when you're out exercising. All right, guys, I'm going to get out of here. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Subscribe, like, comment. I know some trolls out there who dislike. Uh, there's like three. I think it's just brains under multiple accounts. He likes to dislike uh, the show multiple times under all his accounts as soon as it's up. But whatever floats your boat, if that gets if that gets your rocks off, go for it. Uh, I'll leave some comments. They're fun to see. Subscribe. Uh, hit the bell icon so you can get notifications. And uh, we'll be back next week to talk about some wrestling on our. It should be on a normal time Tuesday night. All right, folks. Goodbye. Hello, and how do you do, everybody? This is Al Snow of Tough Enough of WWE, of ECW, and, and Chief Cook and Bottle Washer, and anything else that'll get me paid. You're listening to InYourHeadOnline.com right now, which, of course, you know because you're at your computer.